Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, July 22nd. Okay, we are uh, busy answering your emails. It's, oof, it's so tough. I mean, we can't keep up with them. But, you know, if you want to skip the line, all you have to do is say you'll come on the air live with us. So when you send us that email, ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com or if you hit the contact button from the JillOnMoney.com website, say, I want to skip the line. I want to come on the air. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bit longer, but you know, we still love to answer your email questions. Our first question is from Sean. Sean writes, my wife and I are both 53 years old. We make around $180,000 a year, no debt at all. We save around 20% of our pay in a traditional 401k and $14,000 in Roth IRAs. That's pretty damn good right? They're saving $54,000 a year on that $180,000 income. Hmm. Okay. They've got, oh, Mark, thanks a lot. This is going to be the hate mail coming right now. We have $2.3 million total saved in a 401k and IRAs. Um, Of that, $500,000 is in a Roth and $1.8 million is traditional IRA. So they got $2.3 million saved, and then $120,000 in cash. And they've got a 12-year-old son. They want to retire in seven to nine years. Every bit of their money is invested in the Vanguard 500 index fund. Are we being too aggressive, asks Sean. I've never sold a fund when the market goes down. And he says, you ready for this? I want $5 million when we retire. My goal for our money is to double in the next seven to nine years. Our 401ks are traditional. Should we be switching to Roths? I love listening to the podcast. Thank you, Sean. This is the thing that's fascinating to me. First of all, what's with the $5 million random number? Why do I ask that? Because think about it. I don't know where this guy lives, but let's just look at the the numbers here. Of the 180, 
54000 is going into savings, right? Then he's got to pay tax on the rest. So what do you figure they're living on, really, Mark? What do you think is the actual number of the retirement need? Yeah, I would say, I would said to myself, ah, eh, you know what? Maybe it's eight or nine grand a month. Maybe, maybe, right? Let's say that it is 8,500 a month is the need. Let's, let's go with that, okay? Okay, if he's trying to generate $8,500 a month, let's say of that 8,500, I don't know if they both work. Do you think they both work? I think so too. So I'm going to just do a, a, let's do it like as if they, maybe they don't, both work at the same level, but maybe they'll have total social security at full retirement age. Let's say it's five grand a month. And I bet that's low. That means all he has to do is generate $3,500 a month, right? From his portfolio. He could basically do that right now. So what's with the $5 million? Do you think it's just a round number thing? It's just a weird psychological thing, says Mark. So that means you don't have to feel like you should double your money. I think it is a little scary to have 100% of your money in the stock market, especially if you are, as you close in on that seven to nine year time horizon of retirement goals, right? My first thing is, yeah, you're being too aggressive, but if you're perfectly comfortable with it, you could kind of keep rolling the dice. I personally would be, putting in some component of a more of different assets in there besides just stocks. Even if you said like, ah, you know what I'll do is every year I'll add 10 or 20% in less aggressive stuff. Maybe it's a little bit of cash and maybe it's a, a bond fund and maybe it's a little bit of an international bond fund. And you go from 100% to 90-10 to 80-20 to 70-30. I think that by the time you really want to start drawing money from this account, you probably want to be more like 60-40. I'm really unsure why you want to have that number, that round number thing. I think it's, it's, um, it may be a mind game for you. It might be a great goal, but you shouldn't feel that pressure. It's much easier to say, what is it that we need? Can we generate what we need and go from there? So I think you're in great shape. I would reduce some of the risk. I would maybe, if you don't want to do it in one fell swoop, then do it gradually. I think that's fine. Now, Mark, here's the other question. They make 180, so that means they're probably, I mean, with even the standard deduction, they're probably in the 22% tax bracket. I'm thinking I would like them to move into Roths. What do you think? Yeah, Mark says he's going to get killed in his required minimum distribution. So I would say that one of two things, if you can move into your a Roth 401k, that would be ideal and if you have money in a traditional IRA and you want to start converting it, I think that would be really good, but you're going to have to gather up a bit of cash to do so. Great question. I know I've gone on too long. Mark's already mad at me. I'm only spending too much time. Karen writes, she's 48 years old. She's got two kids who are 11 and nine. She owns her home, no debt. She's got 529 for the kids, 100 grand each. As head of household with my earned income, my tax bracket is currently 12% and I anticipate staying there. Yearly cost of living, 40 grand. Hmm, that's nice. I contribute $6,000 to my Roth every year. I don't have a 401k. I anticipate that I will start to make withdrawals from my IRA at age 60 and take Social Security at my full retirement age, which is 67. 
Uh, I have $900,000 in a traditional IRA, $130,000 in a Roth. I'm invested in a diversified portfolio of index funds, about 85% stock stocks, 15% bonds. Hey, maybe uh, we can get Sean to get onto the Karen track here. Again, here, I hope to double this by age. I, I never think of that, Mark. I have to tell you. Uh, Karen's question, should I convert $125,000 of her traditional to a Roth this year? The 125, along with my current income, would put me in the 24% tax bracket. I've got enough money and savings to pay for the taxes. I would still have a solid emergency fund of three years of living expenses. Since I'm in the 12% bracket, I don't know if it's wise to pay 24% now and let the money grow tax-free. Convert or not convert? To convert or not to convert? That is the question. Yeah, I think, I don't know if she saved it, if she inherited it, or there is a, um, there was maybe a divorce that got some money, but she's kicking ass. She is. It's amazing. I think that we would choose to convert. Maybe, you know, you don't want to do as big a chunk, but since you have all that money in cash, I wouldn't mind converting some of it. And don't go crazy either. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that you have to convert everything. I would do it and I don't want you to, and everyone listening, I don't want you to be compelled like, oh, I have to convert everything. You can do a little bit at a time and see how it goes. But it's not always a slam dunk. You know, I want to be careful that people understand that that 12% bracket is pretty nice. But I think even just considering that you have all that money that's in in a traditional asset, it will mean that your tax bracket will be higher when you retire because you're going to be forced to take the money out for required minimum distributions. And that's going to, that along with social security is going to pop you up into a higher bracket than maybe you're in right now. So it's, it's worthwhile converting some of the money. Here's one more uh, Roth conversion question from John, who's 59 and a half. His wife is 55. She works full time, she makes 120 grand. He makes his part-time income is 25 grand. He's got a pension of 27,000. They've got about 1.4 million dollars in traditional 401k's and IRAs. 390,000 in a Roth, 375,000 in a money market and 270,000 in a taxable account. Social Security uh, looks like it'll be about $2,800 a month at full retirement. Adult kids on their own doing well. Question one, I'd like to convert the traditional to Roth, but I'm concerned about uh, going up in a tax bracket. I'm a firm believer that taxes will go up sharply in 2022, if not sooner. I don't think they're going up sharply for everyone though, Mark. I really don't. Uh, So let's look at what you got. So you guys together make about $170,000. That means you're in, you know, mostly in, let's call it the 22% tax bracket. So if you start to convert, I would convert some and pay at the 24%. I think that that would look, that looks good to me. I'm not sure, but I think that at your income level, I'm not so sure taxes are going up so dramatically. So I would do that. You've got the money to pay the taxes. So that looks good. Number two, I want to create an income strategy with dividends possibly to begin withdrawing and strategizing amounts. Yearly expenses, about 60 grand. One of our concerns is paying for health care for the next few years until Medicare. Thank you. Well, you know, one thing you could do, is, I don't know. Look, I don't know how long your wife's going to work, but uh, you know, one way to not worry about health care is to keep working or get some job that's part time that gives you health insurance. I think there's a lot of companies that are going to be more flexible about that. As far as an income strategy, you know what I would do is 
you know, you can run a lot of analysis or you can talk to someone. You can hire a financial advisor to help you with an income strategy. Um, There's lots of different places to do that. I don't know where your IRA assets are held, but you can also go to the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, napfa.org. You can check out the CFP website, letsmakeaplan.org. You can check out the um, AICPA that has a designation for accountants, uh, CPA-PFS. So you can do that or you can go seek the assistance of a robo-advisor where there's a combination of running money and giving you advice. So all those are good options. But I think the most important aspect of this is that the ability for you to afford an early retirement might be predicated on you being able to convince your wife that she should keep working. Uh, Pat is 41 years old, okay? Pat has a traditional IRA and goes on to write, which I own, it has $510,000, nothing in Roth. Pat's wife is 39, has 100 grand in a Roth IRA, 265 in a traditional IRA. We both have $70,000 in a brokerage robo-advisor, 35,000 in stocks as my wife is starting to get into trading in the stock market. And they put about 500 bucks a month into the robo. They've got 46,000. I couldn't read that for a second. For their five-year-old, 15,000 for a two-year-old. They contribute um, into these 529s monthly. They've got 20 grand in a health savings account. And they've got a condo unit that they rent out. It's just got $15,000 remaining in a mortgage. Hmm. Car loan at 0%. Love those. Mortgage of about $356,000, a three and a quarter percent interest rate. Now that you have our background, I've got two questions. Oh, and by the way, their gross income is $310,000. Two questions. I've been thinking of selling my condo and the market's up. So he's got a condo and he's been getting a lot of special assessments to fix needed repairs. Anyway, he says then with the money that came out that would come out of that property, he was thinking of paying down his mortgage as he thinks they can get close to 350 grand for the condo. Hmm. All right. So Mark, question number one is, should we sell the condo and pay off the outstanding mortgage, which is a three and a quarter percent mortgage? Remember, he's 41, she's 39. They've also been thinking about retirement. And he says, because our accounts are tilting more towards traditional, we're thinking about putting all of our money into the Roth 401k rather than the traditional 401k. So two things. I think it's fine to sell the condo, especially if you feel like you're done with it. I would not pay down that mortgage yet. I would take the the money, the proceeds from that, put it into your brokerage account and um, maybe not go out and pick stocks, but really build a non-retirement portfolio of index funds and keep your tax situation lower. Because remember, every time you futz around in a brokerage account, if it's a taxable account, you could be creating tax liability. So that's what I would do. I wouldn't pay down a three and a quarter percent loan. I just wouldn't. And I think you'll likely be, you know, let's say over the next 15, 20 years that you uh, will probably do better than three and a quarter percent. That's my opinion. Now, Mark, they do make $310,000 gross, which means that they're in the 32% tax bracket. What do you think is the ideal scenario here? Do you want them to put some money into the Roth or do you want them to keep traditional? I mean, Mark really thinks we should do all Roth for you. Maybe, 
I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I I'm tilting towards doing some Roth at this point because you are young. Well, you didn't tell us about kind of like, would there be a time where you might be in a lower bracket or not? But I would start doing some Roth anyway, just to have some money that's already been taxed. Okay. Last question is from George about an inheritance. George says, I received a sizable inheritance from my father's passing. From the sale of his house, retirement accounts, and checking, he received roughly $500,000. So from this $500,000, he topped off the emergency fund, getting them up to 12 months of living expenses. Fantastic. They paid off their car loan. Fantastic. They funded their kids' 529 accounts, uh, ages 5 and 3. He said 75 each to pay in-state tuition. He says, I make $105,000 a year. My wife makes about $65,000. I contribute 8% to my 401k. We do have options for the Roth, but I decided to max out the Roth IRA this year and subsequent years to come. That's great. So he's got the 401k, he's doing the pre-tax, but he's also putting money into a Roth, which is good. He also has a pension. Oh my God, the company adds 11% to it every year. No questions asked. I wouldn't ask a question about that either. Retirement accounts valued at about $210,000. And his wife gets a state teacher's pension when she retires. My God. We currently have a mortgage payment. Total balance, $310,000. they are in their late 30s. Okay, you ready for the inheritance options here? Um, with the inheritance, I rolled over my father's IRA to a brokerage IRA, $200,000. And I have $100,000 in my checking account, proceeds from dad's home sale. And he says, I plan on investing it, but my questions are, would it be best to keep the money in the brokerage so that it is more liquid if needed? I'm also thinking about the future with my two kids. I want to limit their inheritance tax, capital gains, liabilities. What would be the best option for liquidity and limit tax consequences for them when the time comes? Would it be wise to reduce my pre-tax contributions to get just the match and then increase my Roth 401k contribution to the for the difference? Okay. So absolutely all Roth here. This is easy because of the income level. It's also easy because you guys are going to actually keep making money because you're going to have pensions and you're probably going to also have social security. So number one is, I don't think that you, I don't know if your company's different, but I presume that they would keep matching even if you shifted all to Roth 401k. You should ask them that. If they require you for some reason to do a pre-tax contribution just to capture the match, then do that. And then everything else is Roth. And, and, and if you want to keep the extra 100000 in terms of like keeping it liquid and funding cash flow and making money and putting money into your, your Roth IRAs and just kind of having that, I have no problem with it. But I would really suggest that if you're the kind of person who's going to see that money in that account and do something dumb, then, you know, maybe invest it. But I think that I like the idea of making you guys a Roth family. And the home project, this is the time, frankly, if you're going to do a home project and you have the cash available and you have little kids, I have to tell you that you know, this would be a good time to do said project. I mean, I know materials are expensive, but at least to think about doing it in the future. So um, I'm sorry about your loss, but it sounds like you're using this money quite responsibly. George and his family are going to become a Roth family. Before you know it, Mark, everyone will be in the, in the Jill on Money family, will be a Roth family. 
<laughs> if you have a question about Roth versus traditional, about taxes, about 529 plans, send us your questions. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you are on our website, if you're on the JillOnMoney.com website, we've got a big link right on the JillOnMoney.com website for both the Jill on Money show and the Eye on Money show. So check that out. We would really appreciate that. And don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Send us your questions. Tell us if you'll come on the air. Lift somebody up today and think about our mantra at one point today. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 